This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Friday, September 14th, if you're listening to this, this could be, what would that make it, Sunday, September 16th, or Monday, September 17th, that's a little math. Ked's here, Hal's here, tons to go over today. Hal, what's up, dude? Not much, man. Uh, Not much, man. I don't know, Bruins uh, Bruins play at night, 2.30 in the morning. Uh, it's Friday night, we're recording this, like four hours. They got some grinders in there, I think. Some first round draft picks, some some, you know, AHL guys playing game one. It'll be fun to watch, dude. I don't know if I'm actually gonna make it to the game, but I'm gonna give it my all. I mean, dude, they got Charlie McAvoy paired with John Moore. You better make it to the game. <laughs> I don't think either of them are playing in the game. I could be wrong. But I don't think either of them are playing. What's up with you, dude? Nothing, man. Long week. So much happened in the NHL, so this is probably gonna be a longer podcast. Um, but yeah, let's let's just let it rip. We're gonna do NHL in the news, break down the uh, <clears throat> Atlantic Division. We have a ton of Twitter questions. Shout out to everybody who uh, messaged us on there. And then Patty B, no call, no show, no phone calls. You guys, call in, leave us voicemails. It's fun. Five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. Then we're going to get into our Heroes and Zeros, which is going to be a new debut. Dominic Moore's out. Somebody else is in. And then uh, three stars, which we'll get to. So, NHL in the news. Let's go. Boom. All right. Like I said, tons to talk about. Probably going to jump into the biggest story that happened. Uh, was it yesterday? Thursday. Um, Eric Carlson was traded. To the San Jose Sharks. This is the second time the Senators have dealt with the San Jose Sharks. They've gotten fucked both times real bad, real hard. Um, it's Eric Carlson to the Sharks for Chris Tierney, Dylan DeMello, Josh Norris, Rudolph's Balsers, a 2021st, 2019 second, and two conditional picks. I mean, what do you have on this? Generational talent for a rebuilding team. I guess my question is, if there's a rebuilding team, like, when you rebuild, what you want to do is get a franchise player, right? That's, like, yeah. like the number one thing. So you are you already have one. So why, why are you doing that? Probably because they knew he wasn't going to sign. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I know Eric Carlson's coming out saying, like, I love Ottawa. I'll always be a part of the community. But in Eric, the back of Eric Carlson's head, he was so pumped he got fucking traded. Like, dude's been through so much there. And then to top it all off, I think I think if it gets to free agency like last year, then he's in fucking John Tavares territory. Everyone fucking hates him. He's never welcome back. Yada, yada, yada. He gets traded this year. It's so much easier for him to be like, oh, man, I wish I was in Ottawa. Um, you guys are always going to be my home, but like at the end of the day, dude, you were ecstatic that you were gone. So I just think they had to trade him because they couldn't keep him, man. I disagree. They weren't going to keep him. I disagree. So they had like a, the, like a town meeting earlier this year, and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to try to resign Carlson." The way Carlson kind of made it sound is he he was willing to fucking stay around, and they were just like, "I'm all set. We're not doing that." So I can understand like from the John Tavares point, you need to get something for him. What they got back is nothing. I, I, I would be shocked if those deals that were supposed to be for Carlson earlier this summer weren't more than this. Like, you're telling me the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't fucking throw more than Chris Tierney and fucking Dylan DeMello at, at the goddamn Senators? Like, I understand that you're going to fucking, like, you're rebuilding or whatever. You're telling me Eric Carlson, like, I would have just taken two or three first-round picks and fucking a bunch of those bums. I don't. I just don't understand what you're telling me right now because all I'm saying is that they had to trade him. I didn't say it was a good trade. It was a shitty return. Yeah, but, but it sounds like they. It dude. sounds like they could have resigned him though. No, dude. That's the. That's what I think you don't get. Is like Eric Carlson just saying the right things. Like, why the fuck would he want to stay in Ottawa? Why was he going to stay in Ottawa? He can't make as much money. There's too much tax. The team's a fucking shit show. The owner's an asshole. Like, why would he want to stay there? As much as he might love the city. And actually love playing for the team and love his teammates. That dude needed to get out. Like I just, I don't think he was going to resign. Bottom line. So you're saying him saying all this shit's just like a giant show? Like he didn't actually mean any of it? No, I'm sure. He, I think I think he can mean it, but also be fucking pumped he's gone. Like I, I, I don't know. It, that's that. I think I think what we're really missing. Uh, yeah, dude, Ottawa's a shit show. I know you talked about it on Twitter. I think today too. Um, the worst part of all of this is they don't even have the first overall pick next year that they're yeah. probably going to get. That's so crazy. That's, that's the, I mean, that's really the one thing that hurts out of all of this is like, honestly, Ottawa, like you've made so many dumb trades, but it, if you didn't trade away assets for Alex Burroughs and fucking Matt Duchesne, like your situation would be 20 times better right now. You would have like a young superstar and he was coming in next year and you'd have Kachuk and you would have uh, Logan Brown, and you would have all these guys ready to make the jump. But now, like, you're just missing that one elite player that you actually might have had a chance at if you did this right. Yeah, so the more I think about it, Ottawa picked, what, third this year? Yeah, third or fourth or some shit. Third or fourth. So maybe they picked this year. I I guess my original thing was is if they knew that they were going to trade Eric Carlson, like, why wouldn't you take next year's first? Because there's a very good chance you're going to finish lower than what you did this year, right? Right. But, yeah, I mean, but at the tra- same time, that's still like a lottery. So there, there's also a chance that you don't finish that high. So maybe I don't know if I if I were the Senators, if I knew I was trading Eric Carlson, I wouldn't have taken the first round pick this year, and I would have fucking at least tried to get Hughes next year, right? Yeah, and the and the funny thing too is, and like the best part about this is, like, it feels like Ottawa sucked for a fucking eternity. Like this all started because Ottawa went on that stupid run like two years ago, and they thought they were Stanley Cup contenders. And they decided to go all in, and now they're the biggest dumpster fire in the league, like, fucking 16 months later. Yeah. This all happened so quick, dude. Like, 
Eric Carlson, the Uber story, true or false, my favorite story of the year. That was probably like eight months ago. Like, it's just been going on for so long. Then, time. then the Mike Hoffman thing, and then JP Pajot fucking towards Achilles uh, before the season even started. Matt Duchesne's nowhere near to signing a contract. Shocking. Like, that sucks. That sucks about Pajot, too, because he's like, you knew, I think, going in as a Senators fan, if you're one of the few remaining, I think that you knew that Pajot was going to be one of the few guys on that team that was actually going to give it every single night. Yeah, I actually really liked him a lot when he, when I mean, I think he scored a fucking hat trick against the Rangers that one game in the playoffs. Like, he's a playoff player. I, I, regular season, he's all right. But you're right, he fucking works his bag off every single night. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. Now, now what is it? It's the Brady Kachuk fucking stone show. Stone and then uh, Matt Matt Bor- I, I like Matt Bor- I like Logan Brown too. Matt Borjekski's like the fucking face of your defense. Cody Cece, the most overpaid defenseman in hockey. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, man, they're gonna be a shit show. But I guess probably what people are more curious about, because we're kind of staying fucking obvious, is uh, what do you what are your thoughts on San Jose? I mean, they're they're fucking pretty pretty good, man. Brent Brent Burns. Eric Carlson and Mark Edward Vlasic as so at any point like if they really if they wanted to spread out the wealth at any point one of those players would be on the ice throughout the entire course of a game that's I mean that's pretty fucking good dude not only that they're gonna have Joe Thornton this year who's fucking huge for them they made a they made a run last year without Thornton and without Carlson they're dangerous as shit man if they win the cup I think they're gonna win the cup yeah, I, uh, take. I don't, not, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to make them cup favorites. I think they're a sick team. I love the I, way they play too. You know what I mean? Like they got talent. They play hard. They have like a little bit of grit to them too. Yeah, the milkman Melker. Yeah. I Don Skoy. Yeah, Don they have those. Skoy. Like, they have those Europeans. It kind of the only thing that scares me is like past Sharks teams, like when they were sick like ten years ago, and they were like the dream team with Thornton and Marlowe and Chichu and fucking who was on D like. I think Danny Heatley was on that team. Dan Boyle, Dan Boyle and Vlasic, yeah. and it was like the boys, and they were like this electric West Coast team. I just hope they can perform on like those teams in the playoffs. I I don't really have a concern though. I Evander Kane. I mean, they're a good team. They're a fucking really good team. They obviously went all in though, and I mean Doug Wilson, like he's had an up and down career. I, I think I'm kind of I kind of like the guy. I will say he's pretty much saying like fuck. We have Thornton for like two years. We have Burns is getting into his mid thirties, Vlasic's old. Like we gotta like this is our time to make a run. And then even so, they're still gonna have some pretty good players. It's not like they lost Hurdle uh, or any of some of those other young guys. So that'll be interesting. The one thing I thought was funny though, dude, and this will make Ottawa better, is um, I saw that basically people were like, "Oh, Eric Carlson, you're gonna resign with uh, the Sharks," and I think Ottawa gets another first round pick or second round pick if he signs with them, and uh. He was like, what did he say? It's going to come down to if him and his wife like like living there and like playing there. This dude's going to be – do you think Eric Carlson's going to like it there? He's Swedish. He's got his hot wife. He's going to wake up on the fucking beach in California Tan and open shit. his window. There's going to be no media pressure. He's going to ride around in a limo all year in his fucking European fashion. Yeah. That dude's going to want to live there for the rest of his life. Yeah. I, I think so too, dude. San Jose's not a bad place to play, especially if your team's that fucking good. I There's like – I just don't see a world where he doesn't resign with them. I think it's going to be like, I don't, I don't know how long he's going to hold up. I think you have to pay him whatever he demands, though. Um, 
I don't know. It'll be interesting, but I think at least the first couple of years will be sick to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, so Senators got dick. Sharks are really good. Moving on. Uh, Matt Pacioretty gets traded from the Canadians for Tomas Tatar for Nick Suzuki, Suzuki and a second-round pick in the NHL draft next year. I feel like... I feel like the Canadians got more back for Pacioretty than the Senators did for Eric Carlson. Uh, here's the... Well, I gotta preface everything I say by saying these... It's like we just took two things that I fucking hate and swapped them for each other. Um, so I hate everything about this trade. I will say, though, dude, Suzuki in a second-round pick, like... That's all right. Like, Suzuki could project to be a good player, but, like, Suzuki in a second-round pick isn't a guarantee. The other thing, too, is Thomas Tatar. Like, I'm not on the Thomas Tatar train. Are you on the Thomas Tatar train? No, I'm on the Nick Suzuki train. Right. I mean, obviously you can look at him and be like, oh, he's going to be the next Matt Barzell or some shit like that. But at the same time, there was that kid for the Oilers, like Yamamoto, like, he came in for like eight games and they're like, see you later. I don't he was drafted right around the same pick as Suzuki. I, I just it might not translate as easy for him. Like you don't know. Like, I mean you can be high on him, but I don't think I don't I don't think either Hall is like that sweet. I, I don't know, man. I think I think this trade fucking sucks for Montreal. Really? I think Suzuki's not bad, dude. I think he could end up being like a second line center. Tomas Tatar, whatever. Like, who really gives a shit about him? I don't know if Nick Suzuki's good. I don't know. I, I, dude, I honestly have no idea. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know how you fucking just, good you, prospects like, are. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Do you like his name? Do you think he looks cool on YouTube? Like, like, what are you actually basing this on, dude? I just need to know. I used to have a four-wheeler, and it was a Suzuki. <laughs> okay, dude. That's all you had to say. I, I wouldn't have asked any more questions. I'm a big yeah, Suzuki guy. He looks like a really cool prospect. He has hype about him, like, for sure. But, like, outside of that, there's not much there. And I know it's patched already, but I just feel like we've seen teams get much more for those types of players. That is true. Having said that, I think Nick Suzuki has more hype than anybody the Senators just got, including the 2021st, which is going to be a fucking, like, 21st, 22nd, anywhere from the 20 to the 31st round pick. It's not going to be a top pick. Ah, dude, right? I know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the thi- what do you think for Vegas? Let's move to Vegas because this trade fucking bothers me. Uh, I just, I'm not a big Pacioretty guy. I never really have been. He can score goals. I think the one thing for him is you talked about how happy Eric Carlson is to get out of Ottawa. I bet Pacioretty is about 100 times happier to get out of fucking Montreal. Like, we've seen this guy be the captain, pretty much get shit on every single day for for essentially not being Canadian. And now he's gonna go to Vegas. I that's, but I don't know if Pacioretty's a Vegas guy, dude. Like if if I feel like Pacioretty would thrive with like the Carolina Hurricanes, but not. I I just I don't see him really fitting in that well with Vegas. Yes, I guess it makes Vegas better because what he's a forty goal scorer sometimes maybe. So maybe he's filling in for what James De- James Neal did for them last year. But uh, they signed to a four year deal by the way as as soon as they uh they got him. I don't know. Montreal isn't as big of a shitstorm as Ottawa is, so I would think Montreal, I mean, did a little bit better than Ottawa. If I'm a Vegas fan, I'm probably pumped about it though. At least, at least you're trying to fill in for again James Neal. That's nice. 
Pat, I don't know. What do you have on Patrick? Right? Whenever he's on the U.S. team, I'm like, oh, fuck, Patrick uh, Right is on the ice. Like, I'm not like, oh, holy shit. I'm fucking hard right now. I'm like, here oh, comes. God. oh, God, here comes Matt Pacioretty. Watch out, dude. Like, I'm yeah. never, like, that jacked up about Pacioretty being on the ice. Yeah, I just, I mean, like I said, I hate the team. I hate the player. It kind of is a perfect fit for me because it just really feels my biggest hate. Oh, big time. I, I said this. I said this last, like, couple podcasts ago, and I said that I didn't think Vegas should trade for any of these players because it goes against everything their culture stood for which was fucking guys that fucking came out of nowhere and grind and they're a team and no one's better than anyone else. Max Pacioretty, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, his Facebook page when he graduated high school was him in salmon pants with his fucking tie down, smoking a cigar at his prep school graduation. I can't fucking stand the kid. Um, I I can't stand him. I, I don't think he's going to fit into that mantra. Like I think the thing about James Neal – and you're right. Honestly, I think James Neal is a lot closer to Max Pacioretty than most people think. I think, and I'm not even a huge Neal fan. I kind of hate the guy too. So, <laughs> but Neal. Completely Neil, different, completely different animals, right? Like James Neal yeah. could go out and get a beer with Derek Anglin. Max yeah. Pacioretty is going to go out and be like, can I get a martini? And Anglin's going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? James Neal was the former 40 goal scorer on this team. Like he was the big shot, but like he, ha- he has his own issues. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not. He doesn't think he's hotter than shit. Like, he can fit in with the boys. I don't think Max Pacioretty's going to buy into that culture. Like, Max Pacioretty's the type of dude that, like, just disappears. He'll come out and have an unbelievable game. But, I mean, there were times when the Bruins played him, and it was like, I didn't even know Max Pacioretty was on the ice. Part of that was because he never had a fucking center. But, like, who is he going to play with? I don't... Who is he going to play with? Is he going to play with Carlson? Is that going to mesh? Are those two players that will play well together? Is he going to play with Eric Hollow? You never like, know, who's going to be the guy feeding Patrick the puck? Because you know he's going to be fucking slapping on the ice for it, like, every shift. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I And I think I'm being kind of harsh on Pacioretty, too. But I just – I don't like the trade for Vegas. It's exactly what I told them not to do, and they went against it. So, I mean, it's just another reason that – Well, they just keep fucking with you, dude. That's what they do. I do. I, this just hit me again that Max Domi's on the – Habs. Yeah. Ma- See, Max Domi would fit in with Vegas. It'll be interesting to see what the Habs are like. Do you think Do you think Gallagher gets to see? Uh, I love Brendan Gallagher. I, I think he might get to see. I think if you want your team to play like anybody on that team, I'd pick Brendan Gallagher. That little fucker goes 100 miles an hour every single shift. Yeah, I think Claude Julian's Benedict Arnold. But I think Claude Julian's pretty good at he's all right at picking captains, so I think I think Claude Julian will probably pick him. All right. Uh moving on. Those were the two trades. Now, Tyler Sagan signs an eight year extension worth seventy eight point eight million dollars. Sagan got paid. He's not going to the Rangers like I thought he was going to. He's not going to the Bruins like Hal thought he was going to. I did not ever fucking say that. So I I feel like this is like big time hometown discount. Like you're telling me, Tyler Sagan kind of get eleven million on an open market? Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not a fucking accountant, but everyone says there's no fucking state tax in Texas, so it equals out anyway. Mm. Plus Texas, dude, like you can get a mansion for like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. He lives so, in like, he lives in Mike Madonna's old old house. Yeah, so I I think I don't know, man. I think two things. One, shout out to Sagan and his agent. I think Sagan woke up one day, called his agent, and he was like, dude, I really want to get signed right now. And his agent was like, all right, dude, just go like 
go throw a shit storm, just like say a couple things. And I think and shout out to Dallas because as soon as Tyler Sagan said I'm unhappy, they probably like called him right away and like all right, let's make a contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, everyone put their pride away and they just they got it done, dude. Like Sagan made one comment. And Dallas is like, we got you, dude. Like, I thought that was cool, dude. I think Dallas is actually a pretty all right run organization. I like Jim Montgomery. He seems like he's going to be fucking good for them. The, like the shit that he's saying, like when Sagan resigns, like it's a good day for fucking the Dallas Stars. Good day for Sagan. The way they announced it was pretty cool too. Is that like Mario or uh, yeah, Super Mario or whatever? Um, that was sick. Kind of off topic. I may have to cut this, but do you remember that one that one Western Canadian chick who like hangs out with all those NHL players and there was like a rumor that like Sagan knocked her up? Yeah. I follow her on Snapchat and she has a premium account where if you pay ten dollars you can get her sex tape. <laughs> so sh- so shout shout out to her and shout out to my bank account. It was sick. Jesus Christ. Um two things. I wanted to add to that. Uh, oh, one, Jim Montgomery, Hobie Baker winner. Uh, <laughs> big fan. You mean, yeah. You mean, you know, trekking through the woods. Two, uh, I found out, too, in that same article, it said Tyler Sagan signs deal before um, stars go to training camp in Boise. I don't know what that's about, but I am a big fan of the Dallas Stars packing up their bus and going to Boise. Fuck, yeah. Um, I didn't really ever, I never saw them as like a Boise, Idaho type of team, but I can get behind that road trip with the boys. Um, that's actually kind of sick, know. right? I don't know. I feel like, come on, you tell me like Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benner are going to have the time of their life in Boise, Idaho for a week. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to burn that city to the ground. So I think that's an unbelievable way to get your season started is, is bringing the team to Boise. Not only that, is it this, ne- actually, never mind. That was completely wrong. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Can you just say it? No, I thought like Boise had like a Mormon school, so it's like you're bringing the boys to to like a place where like they're not really gonna get into that much trouble. But you're thinking of BYU, dude. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but boy, who has the blue turfs? Boise has the blue turf. Yeah, dude. Boise State. All right. Uh, couple new captains. Oliver Ekman Larson was named the Coyotes captain. Justin Williams named the Hurricanes captain. Whoop de doo. Uh Al- Oliver Ekman Larson, I can see why he's the Coyotes captain. The guy's fucking been there forever. He's got sick fucking sleeve tattoos. Swedish defenseman, nasty offensive defenseman. Can play with a little bit of an edge sometimes. Justin Williams, Mr. Clutch. This guy's a playoff player named a captain. I actually kind of like both of those. I like Oliver Ekman Larson. That's just, I mean, who else? Re- you think Derek Stepan's going to get the fucking C in Arizona? He doesn't even have hair. And then Justin Williams again. An older veteran, he's been there, he's done that, he's won a cup. I think that's the type of guy you want to lead a bunch of younger guys. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, with uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, it's funny, dude. Oliver Ekman, Oliver Ekman Larson, even though he's the nickname O-E-L, I feel like he's one of the few people, he has such a long name, but I say his full fucking name. Every time. time. Yeah. Like, it's the only way I know him is Oliver Ekman Larson. Like, I wonder if that's what people in his personal life call him. Dude, what do you uh, think about the name Oliver? Ollie, dude, I I think uh, I think I think that's a good move. Just because basically, I think uh, he's had a couple years where he's been like negative thirty, and like people have been kind of piling on him a little bit. Is he what he's supposed to be? Because he had a lot of hype, and I think he's still a good player. I think they gave him a contract, and they're giving him the C. So they're basically saying like we believe in you, and hopefully that goes a long way for them. So 
don't hate that. Uh, Justin Williams, yeah. I mean, when you don't know who your captain is and you're like a younger team and you have like a guy who's won a couple of cups, it never hurts to give him the C. The one thing I would say, though, is if I feel like that kind of says a lot about what they think of Justin Falk because, like, to me, he's been around since he was, like, 18. Like, he puts up power play points. I don't know. I always thought that he might be a captain in their future. Maybe he's not there yet. But I, that, I don't know why. I kind of just saw him kind of being like McDonough taking that role. But uh, maybe he wasn't ready for it. And maybe they're trying to not make that same mistake of giving him too much, uh, too much authority before he's there. What did, what did you just say? I had a good point and it fucking went away. <laughs> We're killing it, dude. I don't know. It's over. Something. I don't. I was talking about McDonough. Uh, I really brought it all together. The listeners really enjoyed it. So, okay. All right, cool. Two captains. Sorry. I'm fucking out of it right now. Uh, last thing before we break down the Atlantic division, I'm sorry. I was just trying to think if we talked about McQuaid last week or not. Was that this week? Oh, we did. That's my hero of the week. Okay. All right. Last thing in NHL news, Steve Eiserman says, I'm all set. I'm going home to Detroit. Still going to be the senior advisor for the GM in Tampa. Uh, when this happened, I thought that Carlson to the Lightning was an automatic thing. Like, I thought that it, that's what that GM should have done. The moment Steve Eisman was like, hey, I'm going to Detroit, the, the fucking new GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning should have been like, all right, I'm going to put my balls on the table. I'm going to bring Eric Carlson to Tampa Bay. Didn't do it. I mean, you had one shot and you blew it. That's kind of my thoughts. Steve Eisman, I think he's going to do it for a year, and then I would not be shocked if he ends up the GM of the Detroit Red Wings. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's weird. Like, if, if he has to deal with his family, that's fine. I understand that. It just seems like <coughs> something had to have been going on. Like, Stevie Y seems like the type of guy – and I really like Stevie Y. I think he was a great player. I feel like I feel like if you're my age, like 45% of the kids I grew up with, their favorite player was Stevie Y. And everyone had his curve. Yeah. And everyone wanted to wear number 19. And so, like, I think he's a legend. But I think, I think Stevie Y, if he's going to be your general manager, like, I feel like he wants, like, final say, like, no matter what. Like, I feel like... I feel like if Stevie Y is in charge, like he's not going to say no to anybody. If you say no to him, he's going to be like, fuck you. I don't think that's what happened because Tampa's really let him do whatever the fuck he wants. But, I mean, he built a really good team, and he got out of it like right before. So I don't know. Whoever whoever takes – the funny thing is, though, is Stevie Y built up the sick team, and like they're really good. But whoever gets that next job, they have a sick team, but they have so many contract issues yeah. in the future. Yeah. That's such a headache because everyone's going to be like, oh, Stevie Y built this unreal team. And this new GM is going to get shit on because he has to trade all these players away. Yep. That's, I wouldn't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, fuck that. So, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully everything's all right with him. I think maybe I think maybe he takes like a – maybe even like a four- or five-year hiatus and then comes back with the Red Wings. I think he might go for a little bit of a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good vacation. Uh, yeah, why not, dude? Why wouldn't you want to take a vacation? I love vacation. <laughs> At this point in time, the boys are going to break down the Atlantic oh. division. Uh, I mean, they. I think the, the Capitals won the cup last year, but I feel like the Atlantic was a little bit superior. Maybe that's wrong, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, we are going to start with the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Uh, notable additions, none. Didn't really pick up anybody. Subtractions, they lost Chris Kunitz, Peter Budai, and Andre Schuster. If you don't remember who Andre Schuster was, he's a guy who got his ass, uh, I don't know if he got his ass kicked, but his visor snapped in half and just ripped his face open. Shout out to that guy. Uh, what do you have on the Lightning? They didn't really do much. Steve Stamkos came out and said, we hear it every year. We're done. We're sick and tired of it. This is the year. What do you have on that? Um, am I the only one who thinks Steven Stamkos has like lost a lot or no? Not not like a win loss column, but just like like as a player. Yeah, dude, he's the new he's the new Ovechkin. It is his title. No, not even that. I'm talking like he's not nearly as good as what he used to be. Oh well, I th- what I said before stands true. But yeah, I mean, is that accurate? He's- He's not, he's not like 60 goals a year sick. I mean, he like broke his leg. He hasn't really been the same. I would agree with that. I don't know. I, so Vegas is my number one. We're really hitting all my hatreds today. I mean, Lightning are right there up for, with me now. They beat my team last year. They, I mean, they re-signed McDonough. Miller's good. I don't know. It just seems like the same group of players that hasn't gotten it done. And sure, they could say this is our year, but like, it feels like the last two years, everyone's been pumping their tires. And then before that, people were pumping their tires, and it just seems like nothing has ever changed. It doesn't even feel like the Capitals to me. It feels something completely different than the Capitals, because I feel like they're so much more talented than some of Ovechkin's teams that he had. Like, I, it just, I don't know, man. I just feel, they'll make the playoffs for sure. They'll probably win our division, but... I can see them going down for a second round easy. Yeah, I kind of get the same thing. I, I think I've gotten to the point where I just don't think Ryan McDonough's a winner. I love him, <laughs> but, like, he never won with the Rangers. They had good teams. He fucking goes to the Lightning. They're supposed to be sick. It will be interesting, though, because I have, like, I mean, I'm not positive, but I feel like McDonough's been really hurt the last few years, so maybe he, he healed up this offseason. He's a fucking great player, man, but... J- it'll be interesting to see if JT Miller's five-year, $26.25 million extension is going to be worth it. Very hot and cold player, but he also played with a fucking dickhead of a coach. So, um, Brandon Point, Yanni Gorder, nasty. Vasilevsky's got that weird eye thing. Um, it, it could go, it could go. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, 100%. So, do they win the cup? I don't think so. Moving on. <laughs> Your Boston Bruins, notable additions, John Moore, Yaroslav Halak, Stephen Kampfer, notable subtractions, Rick Nash, Brian Gianta, that's a tough loss, uh, Austin Zarnick, Nick Holden, Riley Nash, Anton Kadobin, Tim Schaller, Tommy Wingles, and Adam fucking McQuaid. Uh, they lost the Nash, the Nashes, the Battle of the Nashes. Uh, they're both gone. Austin Zarnick was a good player. I mean... Tim Schaller, pretty much, uh, I mean, he fucking fried Jeff Gorton's brain. Tommy Wingles was a fucking banger in the playoffs. It's a shame that he got hurt because I thought he would have helped you guys out a lot. Let's see here. Uh, I mean, you, they still have the best fucking line in hockey. Like, Marshan, Bergeron, Pasternak. What was it? It was February. It took until February for somebody to score an even strength goal on them last year. Yeah, something like that. I told I told I told my old man that the other day, and he like started yelling at me, and he's like, "You you just love fucking sucking on the Bruins. That's not true." I'm like, "Nah, it is." He's like, "That's not true." I'm like, "Nah, it is. They're that fucking good." Uh, 
My my takeaway, I think one of the best storylines of the year is that Yaroslav Halak should play over Tuka Rask. I give that about two and a half months until Joe Haggerty's fucking saying that out of his fucking gullet. Um, they make the playoffs. I think it depends on the kids that you have playing. I, I don't really know that much about him. I love John Moore on your team. I think he's going to be really fucking good. Uh, Steven Camper provides you that fucking solid you know, seventh defense. He's not going to make the team. Um, what, tell, tell me more about the Bruins because you, you're going to have a better insight when it comes to prospects potentially making the team and shit like that. So, uh, Also, is Jake DeBrus going to go through a sophomore slump? That's another thing that you have to think. He was awesome in the playoffs. What do you have on the beads? Yeah, so I mean, I'll get, I'll break it down as quickly as I can. I, Forward-wise, I think we're all right. I mean, I like this Bruins team. I think this is like, I think this is like close to it for some of our core players, like Chara, Bergeron, Krejci, Bacchus. Like, I don't, I, I think if they're gonna make a run, this would be our best chance. Um, I, I like the forwards. I think with the future, like. There are so many young kids that are trying to make a team, the team this year. I know you mentioned DeBrusque, and you said sophomore slump. But the thing about DeBrusque is it's not like he had an unbelievable regular season. I mean, he put up, like, 40 points, but he was up and down the lineup, in and out. He came out in the playoffs. So, like, I don't really – like, if anything, I think he's not going to regress. The only possible thing I could see him doing is kind of staying where he was last year or he's going to break out because, I mean, okay. he has to be he has to be riding a heater. Like, just, like, kind of looking at that kid and his demeanor, I feel like – the way he performed the playoffs pumped that kid up more than anything else. Like he's my favorite story of the prospects that we have just because he like was a, like a 90 point goal scorer in the WHL and they told him to work on his defense and he dropped to like 50 points and everyone was like, what the fuck's this kid's problem? But he just learned two ways. So I, I, I mean, I like him. We have the JFK kid who's buying for a spot and I think Bjork, uh, Anders Bjork, I think he'll be all right. He got he got concussed early on, which really fucking sucked, and then he fucked his leg up. So I mean, I don't think he's going to be th- anything special. I think he's going to be similar to like a kid that the Rangers signed out of college, like that kind of situation where he's like a third line player who maybe has second line potential every now and then, but really he's your best on your third line. Uh, Chris Wagner, I'm super fucking pumped about. Replaces Timmy Schaller, Massachusetts kid who fucking throws the body heavy. Uh, so it's good to keep another New England kid with Noel Chari on the fourth line. Super jacked about that. So, I mean, prospects, and then we have the best line. I hope – best line in hockey, dude, but I, I think Pasternak's ready to take on his own line. Um, I, I would like to try, like, a Pasternak, Krejci, DeBrusque situation and see if it works. If it doesn't, that's okay. But I think I think Bergeron and Marshawn can make a young guy look good. Other thing, defense, you're right, dude. They're all right. I think it's – Two things. We didn't trade Tory Krug. That's my number one win of the offseason. I'm super jacked about that. Uh, people in Boston seem to love to hate Tory Krug, and it fucking pisses me off because he's not – I hate offensive defensemen, but he, he tries in the defensive zone. He throws his body around. Plays on the edge. Yeah, dude. I, I can get behind him. He plays shifts with his helmet off. His hair's fucking flowing in the wind. Like, I really like that kid. I think John Moore, I was iffy on him. I was really iffy on him because I knew he was going to push Adam McQuaid out. That's what broke my heart is I knew Quader was out of the lineup, and we'll get to that later in the podcast. But I'm pumped about him, man. I, I think he'll be good on the fourth, third pair with Kevin Miller. Kevin Miller loves playing with the puck-moving defenseman. So Charlie McAvoy takes a step up, and I think we're like in a super good place there. So I'm pumped, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm really excited for this season. 
Last year, the Bruins blew all of my expectations out of the water. So I feel like I should temper myself, but I think we'll make the playoffs, and I don't know if we'll win the Cup, but I'll enjoy watching this team again this year. It's September. It's Friday, September 14th. I will bet you $10 that Stephen Camford plays in one playoff game next oh, year. Oh, uh, dude, the only reason I say that is because – so professionally, dude, like in all honesty, he is the eighth defenseman right now. The only reason I don't I say that is because the Bruins love to trade for a fucking defenseman like Nick Holden to fucking sit in the press box, so then you'd be number nine. And we have some young defensemen you're trying to buy into. I think one of those guys could pass him. So I think he's going to be the eighth or ninth defenseman. Bruins do always get injured, though, so he might get in a playoff game. Carlo, hurt. Than- Carlo get hurt. Yeah. would be. I'm excited for Carlo, too. But, uh, fuck, you just brought up a good point that, oh, my goal for this Bruins season is I need Don Sweeney to just fucking chill at the trade deadline. <laughs> he makes... I love how he drafts. I love I love his like off season signings. I love the little trades he makes in the minors. Like I love that shit. Like I love what he's done with our prospects. I love that they they don't look at a board when they draft. They just say, Fuck it, who do we like? And like it's fucked them in the past. Like they lost out on Barzell and Konechny and fucking Brock Besser in that one draft, but they took who they liked and so it's worked a lot of the times, like with Pasternak. So I don't know. I just I hope I hope he just fucking keeps it in his pants at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't need Rick Nash. I don't need a different Lee Stepniak. I don't need fucking John Michael Lyles. I don't I don't need any of those types of players walking through the door at the trade deadline for, like, second, first, third-round picks. Kevin Hayes to the Bruins for two first-rounders at the deadline this year. <sighs> if we go back to the Hayes brothers, that's a fucking issue, dude. <laughs> So they make the playoffs, Stanley Cup contender. I th- it, it'll be interesting to see how it shapes out. I'd be pumped if I was a Bruins fan. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, notable additions: John Tavares, Tyler Ennis, Par Lindholm. No idea who that is. Uh, notable subtractions: JVR, Bozak's finally gone. Komarov, Martin, Don Moore, uh, Tomas Plekanec, and Roman Polak's out the door. <laughs> Love Roman Polak, the modern day Hal Gill. Can I I just gotta pause. Just reading these names in order: Komarov, Martin, Moore, Plekanec, and Polak. What a like wagon of a crew! Yeah. Like <laughs> those guys were in their locker room last year. I didn't even I didn't even realize that. Looking at that team, like that's a weird locker room. Probably fun. I I mean, it, 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 I can you imagine me and Austin Matthews and like Nylander and Marner just sitting in your stalls and you look across the room and you see fucking Bozak, Komarov, Martin, Moore, Plekanec, and Polak, and you're just like, what? The, where the fuck are we? Yeah. What is this? I mean, yeah. So I'll go first. I yeah. What a crew. I they're gonna be good. Um, they're gonna be good, dude. Tavares, Matthews, and Kadri were all 30 goal scorers last year. Kadri's not going to be. Ka- I think Kadri's already kind of complaining about his ice time probably somewhere. I, I love Kadri. Kadri's going to be a fucking disaster. I So I'm a Bruins fan, as we all just know from that fucking 20-minute rant I just went on. But I I don't know. Their four groups are really good, obviously. Tavares and Matthews is the dream one, too. Like It doesn't get better than that. I love William Nylander, and I love Kasperi Kapanen. Like, I love those players. Martin's good. Marner's really good too. I really love those two wingers I just named. Like, they're both sick. Both their dads played in the show. They both know how to get it done. Like, they're both going to be successful. They both do everything. 
I think I think Nylander too. Something that like I've kind of been. I don't know how accurate this is, but people say that Nylander, when he was in the AHL, is one of the best defensive forwards in the in the league. And I I think that it was kind of hard for him to like get back to that in the NHL. But I think after a year of adjusting, I think he's going to be pretty strong. I guess he's known for pitpocketing, pitpocketing D men, shit like that. So pickpocketing Jesus. But I think their forward group is good. It comes down to their D. They didn't do anything with the D again. We obviously, I've been preaching for years that you had the five-year plan. That's fucking out the window. Everything's gone on that. They, they threw it into fucking top speed, and they're racing down the road 100 miles an hour, seeing if they can make it, trying to set a record. So I don't know. I don't know what their plan is, man, with their D. Like, do you trust that D pair? Who do they have? Connor Carrick. Uh, Roman Pol- uh, no, he's gone. Who got no. embarrassed in the Bruins series. I can't believe that guy has to play hockey again at a professional level. Morgan Riley and Nikita Zaitsev. Didn't they get Ron Hainsey? off or whatever. Or, yeah, Zaitsev, dude, is like a minus 53 and Don Cherry hates. Yeah. Is uh, Ron Hainsey's going to lead the team in penalty kill minutes again this year at fucking 57 years old? Hell yeah. Like, it's, it hasn't changed. When they played the Bruins in the playoffs, it was not an issue of scoring goals. I have a confession. The Bruins could score eight goals. The Lightning can score eight goals. Any team in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs can light that team up offensively. Obviously, you can say, like, they're going to be so good, they're going to have the puck so much, it won't matter. But I just, what's up with that D, man? Like, I, they're a D or two away. I, I think they're going to have to trade on those young guys to get an actual defenseman in there. I have a confession. And I may make this a weekly thing, a Ked's confession. So, Ked's confession number one. I am a huge Ron Hainsey guy. I fucking love the way that guy plays. Fucking You're a narc, dude. Absolute veteran. Blocking shots, dude. Penalty killing. He he ha- he brings it all to the table. Veteran leadership. If you're not a Ron Hainsey guy, get off the fucking tracks. Ron, ha- Ron Hainsey was like the president of the NHLPA. He's a narc. I don't think he's not. Dude, he's sticking up for the players. What do you mean? No, dude. Yeah, he's sticking up for the players. He's really sticking up for himself. It's just like the kids who ran for fucking class president in high school. Are those kids sweet or are they fucking nerds? I don't. I get it, dude. He's good, but he's like 90 years old. Like, Ron Hainsey... Ron Hainsey should not be first on your team and penalty kill minutes. Bottom line. I don't know, dude. I fucking love Ron Hainsey. All right, what's your second confession? confession, dude. No, no, that's... I'm just going to do one a podcast from now on. A Ked confession. First confession. Big Ron Hainsey guy. All right, what else you got on the Leafs, Uh, They're good. They're fucking really, really good. Their forwards are nasty. I like Kadri a lot. Uh... They have a lot of really young forwards. Patrick Marlowe's on the team, too. I forgot really to mention him. He's old, but... He's good. He's good. I think his contract's going to potentially come back and bite those guys in the ass. Um, Yeah, you're right. I mean, defense. And, like, I'm not fully convinced Freddie Anderson's all that good. Ever, ever since ever since Mac, Mike Babcock said that he was a top three goalie in the league... I, I've been fucking done with Freddie Anderson. Oh, dude, and we didn't even mention a Babcock Silver coach. Mm-hmm. I, they paid Babcock so much money. I just wish they had – can you imagine, like – can you imagine if they didn't have, like, the philosopher Mike Babcock, who's a published author, and they had some guy, like, who was just, like, wheel and deal, boys, like, have fun, just get it, just fucking – I don't know. Do you know what I mean? You're on your own. Like, the leash is off. Like, go get him. Like, that offense would be out of control. I don't think he's, like, necessarily, like, chaining them up, but I think he's kind of a – I don't think he uses Austin Matthews like he should. The other thing is – I don't know. 
Freddie Anderson, is he good? I, I dude, I, he might be good though because he hasn't had a good defense in Toronto. Like he had a good defense in Anaheim, and he put up good numbers. Uh, well, maybe it's there. He's a Corey but Crawford. At the same time, at the same time, if you're truly a great goalie, it doesn't matter if you have a shitty team in front of you. He's a Corey Crawford of the Eastern Conference, dude. He's got a fucking sick team in front of him. The pucks hit him. Freddie no Anderson gosh. in a nutshell. Although he did have a couple really sick saves against the Bruins in the playoffs. I'm gonna say Freddie Anderson, good goalie. Where where in the league? Top what? Twelve. It's bold. Number twelve, I put up. Okay. Well, I couldn't even think twelve goalies are in it. Uh, moving on, Florida Panthers notable additions: Mike Hoffman and yeah. his psycho girlfriend. Uh, notable subtractions: Redeem Verbata and some goalie. I don't know. I don't know who he is. So I'm not even going to mention him. <laughs> Uh, no, right. so. Literally, the only thing that I've heard about this is that Keith Yandel and Aaron Ekblad aren't playing with together anymore. Um, I'm gonna say what every single person says about the Florida Panthers because nobody knows anything about the Florida Panthers. Barkov is really good and he's underrated. And if he was on a bigger team, people would know who he was. And Vincent Trocheck is also really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Wait, wait, I just have to say, dude, look at this division. Like, as a Bruins fan, if I'm ever in the middle of the year, like, we're a good fucking division, bro. Like, this is tough hockey. The Bruins, the Leafs, and the Lightning should all have, like, 140 points at the end of the year. There are three competent teams in this division, and the rest of this division stinks. Mm. These teams are so bad. Like, this is, like... I think all, like, four of these teams we're about to talk about were in, like, the top ten of the draft or, like, the top six. I'm, I'm going to read about their defense right now really quick. This is just a pair. Can I just – yeah, go ahead. Their defense didn't see any additions to the offseason, but a move wasn't really necessary. Veteran Keith Yandel and youngster Aaron Ekblad, who's had, like, 100 concussions, will continue to anchor a group that also has steady two-way defender Michael Matheson. Has anybody <laughs> ever called Michael Matheson a steady yeah, two-way defender? he's all right, but he should be, like, your number five. Like, Matheson, Pissick. <laughs> Petrovic. Okay, okay, so, okay, see, even say he's good, right? Yandel, Ekblad, and Matheson, right? Mark Pissick, Alex Petrovic, Ian Makoshkin, and Mackenzie Wieger are all 26 and under and will likely see time in the Panthers lineup. Who the fuck are those guys? The only person I know is Alex Petrovic. I don't know any of those other guys. Pissick blocks shots, Mackenzie Wieger fucking throws. Uh, I mean, they're not terrible, dude. They're like, basically, they're all fifth and sixth defensemen. I I don't know. I think the, th- the funny thing about this team um, is I actually like them to make the playoffs. And the reason I like them to make the playoffs is because they play three of arguably the worst teams in the league like seven times this year. Yeah. So so basically what's going to happen is the there's the three top teams in our division, but um, I mean they don't they have to play three shitty teams a ton of times. I think they're going to win those games and they're going to have an easy walk to the playoffs compared to teams in like the Atlantic. Hot take. Hot take. The New York Rangers this year, if they were to play the Florida Panthers in a seven-game series, I think the New York Rangers beat the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I'm not – dude, I'm saying they're I'm saying they're going to win the playoffs. I'm just saying maybe. I think they have an easy road to the playoffs, and it's going to be easy for people to be like, watch out for the Florida Panthers. Oh, they're a team wait. of destiny. Can't Jonathan Hubador is having a big year this year. I don't really hate – I don't hate the Panthers. I think Barkov's an interesting player, I guess. But, like, uh, it's very clear to say that, like, the Panthers are, like, on the come up. 
Yeah. I, and you, you were a pair. You like the Panthers, dude. John Van Viesbrook. Scott Mellenby, dude. Oh, Eric, Eric Belanger. Ed Jovanowski. Gray was there for a hot minute. The fucking Russian Rocket, dude. Are you kidding me? Fucking Panthers were sick. I don't, I mean, I don't think this time was covered very much, but like. Pavel Burry, there should have been like a documentary on him living in Miami. Like, I think Kornikova yeah. was probably around yeah. at that time. Like, Valerie Burry and the girl from Russian fucking Full Rocket. House. Russian Rockets out of British Columbia and they let him loose in Miami. Can you imagine if he was around <laughs> when that LMFAO song was around? Yeah. You, dude, you, dude, you, his brother's married to the fucking chick from Full House. Yeah, dude. Valerie. Do you remember Valerie Burry used to have a. He used to have a bowl cut. There's a kid. There's this kid that we went to high school with. And we had a bowl cut. We called him the zoo, and that's what Valerie Burry looks like. <laughs> Valerie Burry, fucking pretty much. Uh, who who are the Marcel Hosa and Feder Fedorov? Just fucking the brothers that never really did anything. Brutal Feder Fedorov. I haven't heard that name in forever. <laughs> Detroit Red Wings, Big Reds team, who I think is now not on the squad. He moved to Connecticut. Uh, notable additions, Jonathan Bernier, not good. Thomas Vanek, apparently he's still playing hockey. That guy's got to be like 60 years old. Uh, Philip Zadina, who I think is going to be really good, although he got fucking lit up the other night in preseason. Notable subtractions, Jared Corot and Xavier Wale. Oh no! Oh, and they lost Henrik Zetterberg. It, uh, today it came out that Henrik Zetterberg will not be able to play hockey anymore because of degenerative back disease. He will be making eight. I think it's eight million dollars over the next three years because he's not going to retire, and they're going to put him on long-term injured reserve. So, you pay me eight million dollars for three years in a row, I would gladly take a degenerative back disease. It's a lot of money. I'll buy myself a new back. <laughs> Yeah, dude, wasn't he like playing golf like three weeks ago? Ah, uh, he was dude, sick. I don't know. He was the really first... fucking good when he was healthy. He was. I mean, he was a great player. Kind of weird how it came out too. It wasn't like Henrik Zetterberg retires. It was like doctors say Henrik Zetterberg can't play. <laughs> like, Pretty much the David Wright of the fucking NHL, dude. Yeah. So I mean, little Little Caesars Arena, hot, hot and stinky. Zetterberg is out. Um, the craziest part about this is, and I'll say it, I mean, I think he might be the best college goalie of all time, but the fact that it's 2018 and Jimmy Howard is still a starter in the NHL for the Detroit Red Wings blows my mind. Pride of Ogdensburg. How has he left? Ogdensburg, New York, dude. They fucking build, like, units out there. That's how. If he was from anywhere else, he would be be fucking done. Uh, You know I hate Jimmy Howard. over the last however many years, every single time teams get eliminated, players go over and play in that stupid IIHF fucking thing. Jimmy Howard's always a USA goalie. USA always loses to Switzerland because Jimmy Howard fucking lets in seven goals by a bunch of people that can barely make my fucking beer league team. I am not a Jimmy Howard guy. I don't care how good he was in the fucking college ranks or whatever. He sucks. Yeah. Right. I'm just because he's from Ogdensburg and he was a legend in college. Uh, like Nick Nicholas Nicholas Cronwall's back. He's 38 years old, uh, playing on two think, two bad knees. Mike Green back. Yeah, one they re-signed Mike Green, which is fucked up. Two Nick Con- Cronwall can barely even walk. I can't believe that guy's gonna be playing. Three, dude. I think 
new favorite of the podcast this year is going to be Tyler Batuzzi. I think this is his year he makes the squad and doesn't just get called up for a few games. I think that dude's fun <laughs> as fuck to watch. He's a Bertuzzi. Yeah. Dude, his uncle is like Todd fucking Bertuzzi. Like, that's a chip. I think I think that's one of the coolest things that can happen. Like, you know how many dudes he's going to be playing? And they're like, wow, like, I drank so many beers with your uncle. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is he his uncle or is he his cousin? It's one of the two. I probably just butchered it, but do do so anyway. every everything that I've watched on Bertuzzi lately, it seems like he's just a fucking absolute booze hound like beauty. But like, do you think guys remember what he did to Don Moore's brother? Oh, for sure. Todd Bertuzzi is his uncle. Yeah, dude. I think people do for sure, but I think probably what happens, people feel bad for him because he. I feel like Todd Bertuzzi. When you look at him, like I think one of my favorite scenes in cinematic history is uh, the Road to the Winter Classic, where Todd Bertuzzi's wearing a Hawaiian T-shirt in the bar in Miami after playing the Panthers, drinking a Corona by himself. Like yeah. I think he's a legend, and I think he was an unbelievable power forward. And I think is, I think he just snapped and did something really stupid. And I think he's the type of dude that would do that, and that's what made him great. But at the same time, dude, like I, I bet you, if you get to know him, you're like this guy. Like you probably feel bad for him. He's like a pup. Maybe maybe that's why he's drinking by himself. Yeah, I mean, I like I don't know. I don't forget, dude. Like I hated Bertuzzi for a while. Like I thought that was one of the scummiest things I ever saw. I actually remember. I don't know if I watched it or I just remember watching highlight after highlight of it as a kid. But like I just remember it being like, oh my god, this is scary. Yeah, like, thought, girl, so. Oh my god, Todd Bertuzzi almost killed the guy. Pretty much. Yeah, is that gonna happen to me, mom, when I go out on the ice next week? Yeah, like, I heard like, footsteps. Wow. So, so I mean that was fucked, but do you do you think a few questions for you? Dylan Larkin is one. I, I want you to tell me buy or sell. We're gonna act like we're on an ESPN show. Buy or sell the young players for the Red Wings. First up, Dylan Larkin. I I think you buy them all. You don't get rid of them. No, I'm just saying like buy or sell. <laughs> Fuck me. Should explain explain it. So buy or sell. Do you like the player or not? Do you think he's gonna be a, a great <laughs> player? Do you think he's gonna have a good year? Dill Market. A good year. Uh, sell. Mantha. Buy. Andreas Athanasio. Buy. Philip Zadina. <sighs> Buy. So, I mean, if you do three out of four there, dude, then I think I think that shows they have a couple interesting pieces. I don't think they have that star player. I know some people think it might be Zadina. Um, I don't know. I mean, it could be interesting to at least have a couple forwards, yeah. no? Yeah, I don't know least, what their D look like, but they had those forward pieces are interesting. <laughs> Anthony Seal flies. Yeah, is a big body. He scored some big goals. I've watched him play. He's someone that I notice pretty much every time the Bruins play the Red Wings. Is Mantha is uh, definitely at the top of that list. So I mean, if their young guys play good, I don't know. I mean, they might have a tad bit of a future there in Detroit. Yeah, there. You know, it's way easier if you're a fan if your team's dog shit, but there's at least a couple good players that you can get excited about. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think that I think that's a positive. Uh, so I don't know. I actually, you know what? I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that Florida doesn't make the pay, the playoffs, and Detroit actually does because Detroit's the team that takes advantage of the weak schedule. There's always one team that squeaks in. You don't think they are, and I think Detroit, out of any team in this division, could be that team. Boy, I don't know, man. All right. I have a, I know. I have a dark horse for later about making the playoffs. We got it. We gotta speed up. We're at fifty three no, minutes. No, no, hey, how long are we at right now? Fifty three minutes. And we have three teams left before we get That's into our. Right. That's all right. We're just letting it rip. 
All right, Montreal Canadiens, notable additions, Max Domi, Joel Armia, Xavier Ouellette, uh Tomas Placanics going back to Montreal. Subtractions, Daniel Carr, Alex Galchenyuk, Alice Hemsky, and Logan Shaw. Boy, this team's fucked. Shea Weber's fucking hurt. Uh, Carl Osner sucks. I don't think Carey Price really wants to be there that much anymore. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Canadians aren't good. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're good. I can't believe that Mark Bergman's still the GM. It's a Bruins fan. I fucking love it. I can't, I can't ask for this anymore. I think the one thing, it's, they draft, they drafted that young, like, Finnish kid third overall. I don't even know. I don't even know if he's, like, even a chance to make the team this year. I mean, I guess maybe he's their, like, big shot. I think he's a center. The one thing I will say about this team, and they're going to suck, I think they're really going to suck, is that Claude Julian's going to play a defensive system. They're going to play dump and chase. They have the, And the good thing about that is they have the best goalie in the world. All Claude Julian asks for you to do is clear the crease and get the puck out on the glass. Um... And they're going to have guys like Shaw, Gallagher. I'm sure there's more. Domi. They're going to have these guys that are willing to monk it up on their squad. So I think they're going to play rope-a-dope every single night. And just kind of try to win 2-1, 1-0, 3-2. They're going to get in all those close games. And I don't think, because of that, I don't think they're going to be an easy win. I think I think they're going to suck, but I don't think it's going to be easy beating them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I can agree with that. Um, but I still, there's not a chance they make the playoffs. They fucking, what about, um, what about Thomas Placanic being back? That's fucking crazy. Oh, here's my guy. Buy or sell Jonathan Druin. Does he fuck? Does he blossom this year? Are you a Druin guy? I was not anymore. Sell. Yeah. I I don't see it either, man. I can't believe, I can't believe that kid wanted to leave Tampa and get traded to Montreal. All right. I think if you put him on a good line with people that can get him the puck, I think he's good, but I don't think he's a player that makes other people better. No, he's like a fast winger with a good shot. Yeah. Well, I think he plays center. I don't know. He showed him. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ottawa Senators. We already kind of talked about these guys. Mikel Botker. They brought in Paul Carey. Need some veterans. Uh, <laughs> Brady Kachuk. Mike Hoffman's gone. Burroughs is gone. Clayson's gone. Carlson's gone. Tyranny's in. DeMello's in. Watch out. The boys are back. Do we? Can we just not even talk about them? They fucking suck. Next. All right, cool. Uh, oh, wait, wait. What do you think? Can you give me one bold prediction about Eugene Melnick? Can I give you mine? I, I have one. Remind me after the show because I think I have a funny one, but I can't say it. All right. Mine that we can say on the show is uh, Eugene Melnick will get caught crying on camera this year. Okay. All right. Could happen. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, this is kind of my dark horse to make the playoffs <laughs> because it would be against everything that I believe. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, notable additions, Rasmus Dahlin, Patrick Berglund, Matt Hunwick, Carter Hutton, Connor Sheary, Tage Thompson, Vladimir Saboka, and Jeff Skinner. Notable subtractions, Ryan O'Reilly, Victor Anipin, Josh Georges, Chad Johnson, Robin Leonard, and Benoit fucking Pouliot. Uh, they, they brought in some fucking, I think, pretty good people to play on their team. Dahlin's going to be nasty. And I don't think it's going to take him that long to be nasty. That's going to be like five or six games in. Dolan's here. 
Patrick Berglund, big guy, throws the body. I like Berglund. Matt Hunwick, you know I'm a Hunwick guy. You need that guy on your team. Carter Hutton, again, the Sabres are going with, uh, is this goalie a starter or not a starter thing? But I think Carter Hutton's probably one of the better ones that they brought in to try that with. Connor Sheary can score fucking goals. Tage Thompson, I think, is big. Vladimir Saboka, big. They got rid of Ryan O'Reilly. He lost the love of the game. That's no longer in the locker room anymore. Josh Georges. Go see you later, bud. Uh Robin Leonard. Uh and and Benoit Pouliot, who was terrible. I think the Sabres have an I would say there's a thirty percent chance the Sabres make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I Dude, I don't disagree with a lot of you say. They lost a lot of shitty players, and they got a lot of good ones. Botterill, or however you say his name, the GM. Middlestat. Have a, dude, that GM, have a fucking offseason. Shout out, 19, yeah. I think he won one national championship with Michigan with uh, Mad Dog Madden and fucking, uh, <laughs> God, what was his name? Brendan Morrison, so. Here's here's one for you. I, I know it's not Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic, but Pagosian, Scandella, and Dolan, I could see a team with those three as their defenseman making the playoffs. Not lasting long, but I could see that team making the playoffs. Dude, I, lo- I love Bogosian, Messina, New York. Guys got to stay healthy. And Sc- I'm not a huge Scandella guy. Scandella's pretty a- good. But-, but I'm not about to shit. Oh, the other the guy. What's the other guy's name, the defenseman they got? Fucking uh, Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, Ristolainen's good, I guess. He kind of got exposed, and I think it'll be good that – He'll be the ultimate number two defenseman once Dolan becomes the number one, which I think he, there's no doubt that he's going to be. Um, Connor Sheary's a great pickup. I love Vlad Saboka. I think that's an unreal pickup, too, and that getting Tage Thompson as well. So they have so many good young forwards. I think Reinhardt – I'm not a big Reinhardt kid. And the other thing, too – 25 uh, goals last year, 50 points. I know, man. I don't know. I Dude, still... he's he's 22 years old with two 20 goal seasons under his belt. Jack Eichel's there too. Casey yeah, Middlestat. Dude, was he, think... like second... he was like second overall, though, dude. Like when I get Paul and like Sagan were 22 years old, they're putting up like 70, 80 again. Yeah, but dude, you have Eichel and Reinhardt down the middle, and then you toss in some wingers like Middlestat, uh, Connor Sheary, not... Skinner, Berglund. I'm not Sabota. saying they're bad, dude. I just don't. I don't like Reinhardt and Eichel. I think. I think one Eichel is too wrapped up crying about Jalen Ramsey right now. That quote you read me last week still has me fucking rattled. He's ignorant. Um, I don't think. I think the best thing that ever happened for Eichel is he was walking around like it's my team. It's like I am Buffalo. Like guess what, pal? You were a number two overall pick. We have a number one overall pick. His name's Rasmus Rasmus Dahlin. He's probably a class act. In a few years. This is going to be Rasmus Dahlin's team. He's going to have the C. You're going to have the A. So get yourself in check. And I think I actually think that that will do wonders for Jack Eichel. Big time. So I'm going to spin zone that and say that Jack Eichel kind of getting realizing that he is not the cream of the crop. There's another guy in town who's just as good. I think that will wake him up a little bit. Um, just because I don't think he doesn't try, and I think he's an unbelievable player. I just think he has the smugness about him that I don't think he's yeah. earned yet. Like, yeah. I just – he just seems like he thinks he's sicker than he is. Yeah, he's a little um, he's a little dickhead that kid, right? Yeah, I think so too, dude. I think people try to act it like he's a bro and it's cool, but I really think he's just, dude. Everyone knows them. Like he's a Boston masshole, dude. He's a he is a masshole. He's a rich kid from Boston with an attitude. Like 
like they're funny and like every now and then you meet a good rich kid from boston but the majority of them are pricks mm-hmm. like think about the kids you met from boston that came from like like the, the worst the fucking worst <laughs> so the fucking worst so i mean that's a tough go i will say all those great additions and it's awesome that o'reilly got the boot i i mean i think that was the best thing buffalo could have done for that locker room after what he said, because we don't want quitters in this room, is people are too hyped up about Carter Hutton. Do you think Carter Hutton is going to perform for this team? Not a chance. Better than the other on free agency. Better than the other goalies that they've had in their playing. I don't think he's better than Robin Leonard. Oh, I do no. not think he's better than Robin Leonard. <laughs> yes, he is. I think he is in the same world as Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard had like a 930 save percentage when he was a backup with Ottawa, dude. Dude, watch Carter Hutton become... Carter Hutton done in this league? Watch when Ca- have you ever said, oh, Carter Hutton stole that game? Oh, Carter Hutton. Watch Carter Hutton become Devin Dubnik, dude. No, I don't think that's a fair comparison because Devin Dubnik was like a top like first-round pick. Like Devin Dubnik was a stud who lost his way. Garden Hutter's been sitting. Hutton has been sitting at the fucking bus station trying to get into town for years. I don't know, man. I I just I think they're a good team, and I would be so pumped if I was a Sabres fan. I think we spew so much anti-Buffalo propaganda on this podcast, but I think we both agree. Big time. Best best off season in the NHL. I mean, San Jose is there now, but. Um, I mean, I would be pumped. If you're a Sabres fan, you're pumped. Yeah. Middle stat's huge. They have so many picks, so many young guys. Nothing but promise. And I don't think <laughs> Buffalo's going to fuck it up. And they have $12 million on the cap. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, QMAD, that's the thing, too, is if Buffalo actually is in the playoff race, what if, like, a goalie like Ben Bishop's always available at the trade deadline? Maybe they toss him in. Like, I feel like they might be able to, like, pull in a goalie late if they're making a run, so... Yeah, I can see that, man. I don't think this website we're looking at has Buffalo. Like, oh, dude, dude, we we, for, we forgot of. Uh, they have Alex Nylander, who could potentially make the team. Kyle Poso, another fucking good guy. Zemis Jurgensen, like Jurgensen. Did you know Jurgensen played in the EJHL for the Vermont like Green Jackets? I did not know that. Yeah, so he played in the EJ. It looks like fucking Matt Molson's no longer on the team, so that's good. Yeah, man, I don't. Oh, wait. Wait, yeah, yeah. Remember? Because they gave fucking oh. Dolan the number. Yeah, he probably is. Matt Molson's always lurking in the corner. Oh, they don't have him on here. Maybe he's gone. Matt Molson's gone. Shit. Breaking news. All right, so he's probably been gone for two years, but it feels like he's been here a lifetime. All right, so let's wrap this up, dude, really quick. First and last in this division. Go. End of this. Um, fuck, 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 fuck. First, Tampa Bay. Last, Ottawa. First, Bruins. Last, Ottawa. That's what I got. All right. All right. Now we're going to move on. We're going to hop into some Twitter questions. Drake. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. All right. Twitter question time. We didn't really go over this. So this is going to be off the cuff. Uh, Henry wants to know Is Zetterberg soft for retiring? <laughs> Bringing the heat right away. Yeah. I don't, I mean. I mentioned like, it earlier, dude. He's going to make 24 fucking million dollars for the next three years rehabbing his back, dude. I don't know if that's soft or just really fucking smart. Yeah, I mean, it depends. If this guy's a Red Wings fan and he's asking me this, I would say sure. Uh, if not, though, I'll go with, I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy. 
he has a degenerative condition in his back. I don't really know what that means, but I'm sure it's not good based on those words that are a little big for me. I'm going to – I want to say yes from the bottom of my heart, pal. But I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, next question. This is from Matt Dalski. Do we need to change the CBA regarding these young restricted free agents that are hard to get deals for? I'm going to say no on this one, too, because what's happened in the NHL, it's a young man's game now. The most valuable players on your team are those young guys making $950,000 a year. So (laughs) if you're the most valuable players on your team and they're not getting paid, that needs to change quick. It's not like when 19-year-old kids are putting up like 30 points a game. They're all putting up like fucking 70 now. So you got to pay them. Like I I actually like it because what I think it's going to do and I think what you're seeing – is if you draft a young player, then you basically just have to sign them. Like I think that's what's going on with Darnell Nurse right now. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like if you don't sign them, then I think you lose whatever whatever you got because then you're getting draft picks back. But it's like, are they going to turn out as good as that young stud you had? You just have to sign them. Like I just I don't think the CBA has to change because I think these young players like Darnell Nurse, like what is he like 22, 23 now? Like I think he deserves to get paid. Like. What are you going to find on the open market better than him? So Yeah, good call. Uh, Night Train wants to know. Uh, he's got two questions. First question, odds Eric Carlson is just a rental in San Jose and turns and signs elsewhere as a UFA? Well, I'd love to see him in Vegas. Feels like he has a different target, Tampa. This is kind of a good question because you haven't fucking heard anything about him resigning. You mentioned if he likes it there or not. I, I mean, San Jose is not going to deal him. If, right? There's not a shot they're going to keep him for the year and then trade him at the deadline as a playoff team. So it's either San Jose or he's going elsewhere in free agency. I mean, I uh, I, I think he's going to stay in San Jose. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to stay in San Jose too. Um, I already talked about it. I think he's going to look at his beach and he's going to be like, I'm not leaving. But <coughs> I, I think with the Tampa thing, I think if this if you sent me that tweet last week, I would say, you know what, that probably is a possibility he ends up in Tampa. But I think without Stevie Y, like we talked about, it's going to be hard for this next GM to work that same magic and get rid of all that cap. So I don't think that's going to be a viable option. Uh, I think he stays. Unless, unless things go really bad. If things go really bad, then I, I do see Vegas as being his landing spot. Okay. His second question, did you see Patches in his Welcome to Vegas presser, and have you ever seen a veteran captain look and sound so excited to be traded? I'm going to be honest with you, bud. Didn't watch his presser. Uh, yeah, of course he's pumped. The fucking, Montreal fucking treated him like shit. So we, 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 we kind of already talked about this earlier with the Patrick thing anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you want a captain from a former team looking super pumped. I th- ah, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Like, I, I think Vegas will wish they still had James Neal. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, Joseph, Sens fan in Edmonton 44. Question for your show. Do you think Ottawa makes additional moves to improve their defense? As it stands, they are probably the team with the worst defense in the NHL and probably even the worst if you put them against AHL and WHL teams. Joe's man. Um, I don't know who they would trade to improve their defense. Duchesne? Yeah. If I mean, I, I guess if you can try to get, like, Duchesne, if you're willing to go fill rebuild knowing that you don't have the first the first pick in this year's draft, 
then yeah, I think it's possible. I don't know. I don't know if the GM is going to let that happen, but I mean, like if you stone Duchesne, I mean, I guess you could have the chance of getting some young D prospects for sure. And I'm sure that's exactly what Ottawa's GM probably wants to do if they were smart, but it's Ottawa. So I don't know. Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I can't believe the Sens gave that money to Cody CC. I know they're messed up and you're going to have another year of poor wacky fucking jumping into the <laughs> neutral zone, just looking hot in the heads, which I know you love. Yeah. Big Borowski guy. Uh, last question. Will Papa win his 125 bet at 21 odds that the Sharks win the cup? I think it's a good bet. Yeah. I mean, so if I was, if I was in like Vegas at a sports book or some shit like that, and I saw that line, I knew Carlson was about to go to San Jose. I would take that bet. Like, I think Papa made a. I think he made a great bet. I don't. I don't know if they do it in the first year, though. I don't know. I mean, no. I yeah, that's a good bet. I mean, if I was Papa, I'd be pumped up about that. I don't. How does that work though? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm used to like horse betting, where like you'll bet a horse and it's like nine to one, and then everyone hammers it, and it's like five to four before oh, the race no, goes. Oh no, 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 no. So on oh, this, on this bet, happening. I know that doesn't happen here, but yeah. like. That's like just what I expect. So I mean, that's if you get that bet in and you have that ticket, I would be great. <coughs> Hard agree. So those were our Twitter questions. Thanks for sending them in. Keep sending them in. We don't have a Patty B hotline again. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you, or everybody else. Uh, so now we are going to move on to our heroes and zeros. Brought to you by Lagos Sports. But Dominic Moore is out. Dom, we've had a great time with you. We love your spinoramas. How last words for Dom? Miss you, bud. No more spinoramas, no more Harvard degree. So now we are going to bring in our new Ivy Leaguer, and, and he's going to – here's his voice. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stempniak. That's right. This week's Heroes and Zeros is brought to you by none other than Lee Stempniak. Uh, this guy, I mean, he doesn't quit. He just keeps playing and playing and playing. He just signed a PTO with the Bruins. When he went to the Rangers, me and Feverboy Rex went to the park one day and just played Dizzy Bat. It was just me and him for like eight hours. Got really fucked up, made t-shirts. I said Lee Stepniak day. So Lee Stepniak's always been dear to our heart. Are you pumped about Lee? Yeah, dude. It's a great addition. Um, yeah, I mean, he's earned it. I can't believe he's a fucking on a on a player fucking tryout with the Bruins right now. That blows my fucking mind. But Lee Stepniak, move over, Dom Moore. You had your chance. You played enough checkers with us. Do you have an audio for it yet? Yeah, I got an audio. Hell yeah. So, uh, Heroes and Zeros, my uh, zero of the week are Ottawa fans that remain Ottawa fans. If I was a Senators fan, I I think burning jerseys is so dumb. But I think in this, this instance, I think it's okay if you burn your jersey. Yeah, I know. I, I was thinking about this. I usually hate guys that um that are like, fuck this, I can't root for this team anymore. I think Ottawa's the first team I've ever thought, you know what, if I was in that situation too, I would agree. Yep. So. Who do you got for your zero? <sighs> My zero of the week's Jake Dotchin going back to the Lightning. Um, so I guess what happened is, he went into camp like husky as shit. He didn't work out. And apparently there's a clause in NHL player contracts where uh, if you're too husky when you come to camp, they can just fucking terminate it. So they said, see ya, pal. You're on waivers. You broke your contract. You look like a piece of shit. Get out of my face. That's a tough look, huh? 
almost respect it. I know, dude. That's the thing. Like, though, how because... fucking out of shape do you need to be for somebody to terminate your contract? Dustin Bufflin showed up to camp at, like, 350 pounds. I know, but he, the thing is with Jake Dotchin is, like, he's the dude who got speared by Marshan in the balls, like, two years ago. Like, if I was an NHL player, I'm sure I would have issues at the first day of conditioning camp. There would be no question in my mind the offseason wouldn't treat me well. But, like, if you're Jake Dotchin, you're, like, the seventh defenseman, can you really be coming into camp, like, eating cheeseburgers? That's the difference, dude. Is Dustin Buffalo and Phil Kessel, they can snort hot dogs on the way to the rink and go out there and still score six goals in training camp. Like, they're not going to get caught. Coach is going to say, you're fat as fuck. Like, go lose weight. But, like, they're still going to be on the team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're still really good players. Jake Dodgson, he doesn't have the talent to win on talent alone. Jake Gotchin doesn't have the talent to be playing in the NHL while wearing Husky jeans. Yes. Bottom line. So yeah. that's why he's my zero of the week. It's a good zero. My hero of the week goes to Matt Zuccarello. The Rangers came out with this thing, and it was for their training camp, and they asked all the, all the uh, players questions. So I'm just going to read Matt a couple of fun facts about Matt Zuccarello. Favorite musician, Rihanna. Shout out Fear Boy Rex. We found love. Movies, The Hangover, and Gladiator. He's He's got a funny yet serious side. TV shows, Gossip Girl and King of Queens. Guilty Pleasure TV show, One Tree Hill. The fact that Gossip Girl wasn't his Guilty Pleasure TV show, just his regular TV show is awesome. Uh, on his bucket list is to download 50 apps. I don't even know what that means. The fu- the funniest Rangers, Mark Stahl. I think he's like making fun of Mark Stahl by saying that. Uh, greatest love besides hockey, relaxing. Uh, what he'd be doing if he wasn't playing hockey, he would either be a model or a cop. Uh, talent he would like to have, magic tricks. Everybody knows Ked's a big magic guy. Uh, person he trade places with for a day, Cristiano Ronaldo, because he, I mean, nasty. Most listened to artist, Kygo. Favorite, what do you think Zuccarello's favorite meal is? Like some sort of pasta dish? Meatloaf. <laughs> and the animal his teammates would compare him to is a killer whale. I fucking love everything about this guy. And one other quick fact about Matt Zuccarello, he uses a gigantic stick and people wondered why. It, it came out that when he was a kid and they were doing sprints from the sideboards, like from one side to the other, he wanted a larger stick so he didn't have to skate as far. And then he got too lazy to switch back to a smaller stick, so he, just, he, he said, fuck it, I'm going to use a big stick now. Veteran move. I just don't... My question to you is, like, do you think NHL players take these seriously, or do you think it's, like, when you play, like, high school or some shit, and they make you fill this stuff out, and you're, like, sitting with your friends, like, what's the dumbest possible answer? That's why get? That's why he's my hero of the week, because in those answers, you see that he clearly does not give a fuck. <laughs> yes, like, I don't care, like, no one's gonna, like, be like... You're probably the only, there's going to be like 15 people on this planet that are going to remember that he answered that question, Gossip Girl. But like, he probably thought that was so funny that he gave that answer. Yeah. Uh, and, and a shout out, Chris Kreider said that his nickname is Crydesdale. And, uh, fuck, who was it? Oh, I think Pavel Buchnevich, his hobby is collecting magnets, like the guy from Always Sunny. So I thought that was funny. Do you think, do you think if you were in the NHL? <laughs> They asked you for your favorite show. Would you say Teen Mom, like without hesitation? Oh man, I don't know. I I'd say The Office. I'd say The Office and uh or Friday Guilty Night Lights. Pleasure. They they also oh yeah Guilty <laughs> Guilty Pleasure for sure. But like there were a couple guys. I don't know. They were just funny answers. Like some of their it was like favorite meal, like the only meal that you could eat, and like several of them are chicken burritos from Chipotle. <sighs> 
That if that's all they could eat, though, like I, I do, I love Chipotle. Like it kind of made me realize these guys are exactly like we are. Do you think? Oh, and and like <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Last one. You know how they said if you could pick a job that if you weren't a hockey player, what would you be what you would be doing? Yeah. Guess what Cody McLeod's was. What's that? Truck driver. <laughs> that's just that's the perfect answer. I hope he was. Yeah, that was a sick answer, dude. Because I, I hope <laughs> Cody McLeod should like open up. Like he should like open up a trucking company when he Fuck, yeah, he like, should. I think uh, I want to circle back though and ask you a question. Chipotle. So I mean, I'm a I'm a Chipotle burrito, uh, burrito supporter. I just think. In this world, there's nothing worse than a bad Chipotle. Like, my local Chipotle is not good. Do you know what I mean? 100%. 100%. I don't get burritos anymore because I would say 90% of the people working there don't know how to properly roll a burrito. Like, the, um, I, I think uh, BizDev Dale says it. Uh, Chipotle near uh, the airport. Wolf Road's the best Chipotle in the goddamn league. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just tell they know how to make the meat. Like, yeah. Like, there are good Chipotles under great management, and then there's Chipotles, like, I know there's better out there. What the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, that's kind of how I, I feel about the Saratoga one. The one in Clifton Park's pretty good, though. Yeah, Saratoga, ever since the legendary Saratoga family let it go, hasn't been the same. Um, I I don't know, man. I just think, like, there needs to stop being so much discrepancy in Chipotle, but good call. Who's your hero of the week? Let's hear Adam, it. Adam McQuaid. McQuaid. We saved it for this. Sorry, Ked, I didn't write a blog. I, uh, Man, so I want to preface everything I say by saying um, I don't hate the trade. Like, I get it. He wasn't going to play. Um, it's fine. We got some draft picks, and we shed, like, his $2.75 million. Um, but dude was a legend. Like, never forget in the Stanley Cup Finals when he got that bad ombre nickname. Shout out Pierre Maguire, one of the only cool things he's ever done. That's one bad ombre. Yeah. No one would fight him. Uh, just always down to fight for the boys. He had a mullet. He's from PEI. He couldn't skate that fast. He had a good breakout pass, though. He made bonehead mistakes, but he was just always so for the boys. And, like, I love him. I told you this. Like, he fought John Scott when he fucking knocked out Louis Erickson. Didn't even think about it. Smart fighter went in there, threw two punches, and wrestled him to the ground so he didn't get hit. He just threw, dude. Like, my favorite fight is Frazier McLaren, even though it's not one that he really landed. I posted that on our Twitter just because he, he had the comeback. Like, I just – I love the guy, man, and such a cool defender. He was the fist bump kid's number one player, so shout out to that kid. I hope he's feeling all right. But Rangers, treat him well because – my public service announcement to Rangers fans is he's going to make some mistakes, and every now and then he's going to be walked. But there's going to be some games where you're going to see him block shots on the penalty kill with his face. He's going to dummy himself. Someone's going to take a, a run at like someone like Zuccarello. Like I love Zuccarello's scrappiness, but I will tell you that if Zuccarello gets run, he will no longer have to stick up for himself if Adam McQuaid's on the ice because Adam McQuaid will see that dude and see what he means to the team, and he'll fucking punch that guy's face in. Um, oh, my God, Adam, you're firing me up, dude. Adam, Adam McQuaid's like 6'5", and he's like built like a beanpole, and when he fights, he fucking shakes that right elbow pad off. And he's, got, <laughs> not like, he's got like the Under Armour like, long sleeve on, and he just cocks back this fucking uppercut, dude, and like 
he lands so many of them. He's an underrated fighter. He can't fight like the heavy heavyweights, but he will if he has to. But I just think even if he even if he has some bad shifts and some bad games, he will be such a great piece to have in front of those young players in New York. Can I can I say a couple things? I have a ton of shit I want to say about him, McQuaid. Yeah. We got Adam McQuaid. I turned on my phone and I saw Rangers acquire Adam McQuaid for Steven Camper and I screamed at work. I literally screamed. It was it was silent and people looked at me like, What? I'm like, the Rangers fucking got Adam McQuaid. Nobody had any idea what I was talking about. I am so fucking excited. I have I have a couple things. First thing, a lot of lot of Rangers bloggers, fans, whatever, don't like this. Their reasoning because kids like John Gilmore and Anthony D'Angelo aren't gonna be able to play as much. We're rebuilding right now. Like, I mean, this could potentially push Mark Stahl out of the top six, which would be gigantic for me. This is going to be the first time in years that if somebody's around the crease poking Henrik Lundqvist, like, somebody will actually do something about it. And and if D'Angelo and McQuaid are both in the lineup, there's a chance that the Rangers could have Brendan Smith, Adam McQuaid, and Anthony D'Angelo in the lineup, and that's a lot of snarl for, for your fucking six defensemen. And if the Rangers are going to suck, they might as well make it fucking fun. Having said that, I have a beef with people who think that Adam McQuaid sucks because he's an enforcer and maybe not that great of a hockey player. So I tweeted these three things, and, and, and I'm going to read these, and I'm going to tell you why I'm right and everybody else is wrong. I'm convinced some people hold personal vendettas against others who value toughness and leadership in a locker room. Yes, the NHL is moving towards more skilled younger players, but you can't put a stat number on the impact of leadership and character. Is it the fact that you can't put a number on this thing that angers the anti-grinder enforcer? No clue. At the end of the day, they're all professional athletes, and I'd pay big money to see any of those people walk up to guys like Tanner Glass, Zach Ronaldo, or Tom Sacito and say they suck. It's a lot easier hiding behind a keyboard, tearing somebody apart while that player's worked their bag off to get where they're at. Maybe they need someone on. Maybe they need some one-on-one time to fully understand the impact a player like Adam McQuaid can bring to a team. One thousand dollars, say they'd be singing a different tune. Ask me how I know I'm right. Oh. Cam Jansen favorited every single one of those tweets. If you don't know who Cam Jansen is, fucking turn off this podcast. It's not for you. Cam Jansen is one of the toughest motherfuckers who's ever played in the league. Enforcer. Bat shit crazy, but you know he was for the boys. That made my day when he fucking favored that. He didn't even follow us. He must have just found it. This is this is the thing that you always talk about, how people are like persecuting the defensive defensemen, right? This is exactly what it is. I don't understand how you can be a Rangers fan and not be mildly fired up that Adam McQuaid is, is playing for your team. Yeah, I do. I agree with everything you said. I think, I think too, something Rangers fans need to understand, too, Adam McQuaid made Tory Krug when he was a young guy. He helped Matt Grizzlick last year, who's a five foot eight defenseman. A guy like D'Angelo, or a young, if you have a young offensive defenseman that's trying to make the team, he is the perfect guy to play on the third line with. He will stay back. He will be responsible, and he'll cover that guy's ass, and he'll stick up for him. He he helps those players tremendously. Um, shit, there was one more thing I wanted to say about Quater. One more thing I wanted oh. to say about Quater is if you go to every single Boston Bruins fucking blogger reporter fucking broadcaster the the moment they traded adam mcquaid there were probably like 300 boston bruin tweets about how awesome adam mcquaid was as an individual how he was on the ice off the ice a true professional and absolute leader that's what you need in a rebuild 
Like, yes, you do need some good fucking young kids, but if those young kids are just running around with fucking Mark Stahl trying to lead them their way, your team is sincerely fucked. The fact that Adam McQuaid is a New York Ranger is one of the best things that could have happened for the Rangers this offseason. If it's, yeah, if it's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals and you have to kill a five-on-three penalty kill in overtime, like, I would would love to have Adam McQuaid on the ice. Like, you will... Like, you can trust him in situations like that. He's a team player, and he throws. Dude, Brendan Smith, Adam McQuaid, and Anthony D'Angelo, all three of those could be in the lineup. Yeah, Brendan Smith did get cucked by Charlo, though. Yeah, but dude, you know, dude, he fishes. <laughs> People forget that, dude. But I think, I think actually, D'Angelo McQuaid could be an interesting pair because it's like D'Angelo is like the crazy guy from like needs to be on a leash. The fuck where he's from? Yes. And then Adam McQuaid's the Catholic boy from PEI who's soft spoken. So I, I that would be a funny pair to see, and I think it would really work. Anthony D'Angelo's favorite movie is Troy. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. Thank you, Lee Stepniak. One last segment, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Okay, three stars of the week. Boy, we went through the gauntlet on this one. We were going to do three things to look about in, tr- in training camp preseason. We kind of did that last week. We scrapped it. Three NHL jerseys. Hal said he wasn't passionate enough about the jersey. We, we scrapped it. So now... I don't even know how this got brought up, but three NHL players that we think would be fantastic WWE superstars. All right, so so my third star goes to Matt Martin. He looks like Thor. He wrestles like John Cena. Big guy. He's probably great on the mic, and he's dating uh, Boomer Esiason's daughter, slash married, slash fiance, not really sure. He dressed up like the the snowman from Frozen couple years ago for Halloween he's he's he can he's playful he's he's not a heel he's a face so Matt Martin yeah he's a good pick my my third I'm gonna go with this too kind of similar because he's a pretty boy he's little he went to Ivy League school I'm going Garnett Hathaway um I think he could kind of uh play that like uh you know that love interest for the female viewers who can kind of chuck nuts with the best of them so I like his scrappiness. I think he has a good set of hair on him. I think he could really be a uh, superstar. I mean, I think Hathaway, I think he would be getting mixed up with the Divas for sure. That's a great name. Speaking of Divas, my second star, Catherine Tappan, your new WWE Diva, Stacey Keebler. She's a fucking reporter. You know she's great on the mic. She's a fucking rocket. Seems like a really smart girl. I think it'd be great for the WWE and the NHL if you put Catherine Tappan in the ring. For sure. Married to Jay Leach, but... Not a tough call. Uh, it, it, it makes perfect sense then. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and shout out to uh, Sheldon Surrey, whose wife is Kelly Kelly, who is a WWE diva, or used to be. May not even be married to her anymore, but he was, in fact, doing it at some point with her. Number two, Dom Moore. I think they're still married. My pick is Dom Moore. Dom Moore? Uh, I don't really watch WWE like Ted. Like I, uh, Dom I Moore? Is it WWE superstars like the nerd that gets picked isn't on? There, isn't there always somebody who loses every fight? Yeah. Okay, that's kind of funny then. Like, <laughs> like, like Don Moore would be the fighter who he loses every single fight and like everyone laughs at him and like he has this one spin move kick but it doesn't work. And he <laughs> Never lands it. Tries it. Never so, lands it. I mean, Don Moore as 
the opposite of a superstar, but WWE for sure. See, that's really funny that you said that because there was this one guy in the WWE and he's from Long Island and he never fucking won and he wrestled for like three years and then WWE finally went to Long Island and the place fucking went nuts for him <laughs> and he ended up winning in Long Island. I can just see that happening to Dom Moore and like just people with ping pong paddles because like Dom Moore loves playing ping pong. Like that would be like his like finisher move or something like that. And everybody like at Harvard with their pencil protectors and shit are watching, just like super pumped up about it. Dom Moore's a good pick. I who, changed my who, mind. Who was the fighter from Long Island? Do you remember his name? Oh, I don't remember. Dude, you could literally search WWE fighter from Long Island and it'll pop up. Z- I just wish I knew that guy because that guy seems like Zach Ryder. I think is his name. All right, what's uh, what's your one star? My number one star, it kind of goes back to one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Eddie Guerrero. He was Viva La Rasa. He would lie, he would cheat, he would steal. He ended up passing away from a heart attack at a very young age, probably having to do with steroids, I would assume. But he lied, he cheated, he stealed. So I'm thinking, who in the NHL? Who in the NHL lies, cheats, and steals? We haven't heard from him in a while, but you know he's around. Mike Ribeiro, the ultimate fucking heel of WWE superstars. Just some little fuck that you don't really like looking at who still wears those really thick silver like chain necklaces. Mike Ribeiro, number one star. Wow. I just, yeah, dude. I mean, does he win fights though? Eddie Guerrero, dude, yeah. He, he lied, cheated, stealed his way to WWE title. Right, but is, are you saying, like, this version of Mike Ribeiro, is he winning fights? I think so, just because, like, WWE loves to piss off fans. Like, they always make people who shouldn't win, win all the time. I could see that being, like, a three-year thing of Mike Ribeiro constantly winning and people just getting really pissed off. So then, like, he wrestles Don Moore at Harvard and loses. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first star is Marty McSorley uh, Jim the Hacksaw uh, Duggan I, I forget what they called the 90s and early 2000s but I just feel like McSorley I can just see him fighting against guys like Hogan uh, just a lot of legends from like the 90s he's, you know what I mean he's, like, he's, he's Jim the Hacksaw Duggan dude that's exactly who he is he was this guy who would bring a giant 2 by 4 out with him to the ring from <laughs> from Glens Falls New York but that makes so much sense because Marty McSorley two handed Brashear in the face with a, a probably wouldn't stick Hacksaw <laughs> 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 McSorley this isn't going to be super relatable, but... Hell, you need to make a Twitter after this, and your Twitter name should be Hacksaw McSorley. <laughs> yeah. That might be my Hacksaw McSorley. you got to remember that. Maybe we should have our fucking, like, Hacksaw McSorley of the week or something like that for a guy who just cheap shot someone. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I, I think... I think with McSorley, too, I, this might not be relatable, but in our town, like... When we were like 14 to 18, there was this guy who sharpened sharpened skates. Oh man, yeah. He like won like he won like a Stanley Cup as an equipment trainer or something like that. The Oilers. All he used to talk about when he was like three beers deep, packing a lip, sharpening your skates. Literally, literally, this guy would have tall boys of like Labatt Blue, and you're like 12 years old getting your skates sharpened, and he has a giant fucking lip, and yeah, and you're with your mom. And and he asks your mom what how you want your skates, and your mom clearly doesn't know, and he knows that, but he just loves shitting on moms. Yeah, and he's fucking, and he's got he's watching like Gilligan's Island back there, or like yeah. fucking John God, Rock that guy was Island. a fucking beauty. Now that I think about it, man. But he always had he had the he had the signed autograph from Marty McSorley over the cashier uh, when you checked out, pay him for the skates, and whenever there was someone new. 
that went to the store that was in front of you, they'd look at that picture and be like, oh yeah, I'm boys with McSorley. Every time. Open his skates. Guy was a legend, loved to drink beers. Um, so I remember that from being like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Well, welcome to the show every time you get your skate sharpened. And he did a yeah. fucking great job. But like every well, time, like, the best. right? They're like, the- it's, it was almost like you walked in there and your parents were like, hey, cover your eyes. The, be- the best part, too, is like once a month you'd go to a store and it would just so happen that it closed down. It was like four houses down the street. Like he was, yeah. you could tell he was like probably not paying rent or some shit. Like he was just going house to house. Yeah. Shout out Mosier. I'm going to say his name. Mosier, best sharpener in the league. He was fucking awesome, man. I think his name was Ralph. Unreal guy. All right. So the, that was this episode of the morning skate. Um, Hal, do you have anything left? You have, don't you, you want me to play a certain song, didn't you? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what it was. I don't either. Shit. All right. Oh, no, 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 no. Little Wayne Flicker. <laughs> Pussy money weed. Later, guys. See you next week. <laughs> Are you Her body sickening I can be her prescription I can be her physician Sexual healing I can be her religion And now she's kneeling Praying to the ceiling I bless her as if she sneezed Must be the weather I dress her I am her sleeves I am her feathers She's fly Flyer than you Flyer than me I love her She loves me too I love her three times More than her mom Time will tell that I'm the nigga that she should, we should be wherever she wanna be on a late night, midday, a.m. Just say when, and I know I be with cavemen, but never mind them. She's poison, and I am Michael Bivens. See, I know that y'all don't hear me, but she does, we does. With grown folk doing it, had too much to drinking, I think. We done had too much to drinking. Oh, yes, I love her like. What's Pussy money weed, pussy money weed, pussy money weed. Yes, I love her like pussy money weed, pussy money weed, pussy money weed. Yes, I love her like pussy money weed, pussy money weed, pussy money weed.